0: Billy. Yeah. We're at it again. Another another go round, man.
1: I feel amazing.
0: I know. I feel amazing too, brother.
1: I guess it's amazing. Oh, man. Our set is amazing. We are amazing. But before I go any further.
0: You can't go no further. Stop where you, stop where you. Stop! There.
1: Ernest! Yo. Samo!
2: What?
1: We need you, brothers. This locomotive cannot function without you two. Ernest, you're still Ernest, but you're big money. Stop. You are a big money. Hey, man, that's what, that's what people been calling you. I'm going to start cutting it out. The the, the, no, good no, luck. Oh, good luck. See? see. Good luck. See, guys, see. Put, I'm, I'm dropping that bitch all
0: through it. Yeah, We'll be right see back on. Did up. You Miss Me? Big, big money, money E podcast. <laughs> I'm going to make sure it gets stuck in there. Nah, it's, that's thick. Hey,
1: bro. It's big money. Hey, man, listen. Marcus, you remember your first big check? You remember your first big check?
3: I chopped all them checks down. I don't know no big ones. But you remember when you
1: that feeling of that first one?
3: Yeah just, yeah,
1: just That's all we yeah, at, that's it.
0: Yeah,
1: Billy, you remember that big one?
0: Oh, I remember the big one. You remember your heart was pitter pattering that night before because you knew it was going in? Oh man, when that first one come in. Woo, boy. For the She's last three episodes, Big Money E,
1: heart has been pitter pattering.
0: the money <laughs> is in.
1: You know why, right? He got money. Yeah. The man's got money. When I tell you he got his own money. <laughs> he got his own money. <laughs> he got his own money. <laughs> You understand me? Listen, some of y'all get raises. Here's the deal. Not only did he get raised, but then he's still just doing E thing. He's just facilitating. He's a facilitator. He, listen, he's sitting back in the smooth E's. I like smooth E too. Smooth E
0: good. I like smooth E too. It's, it's smooth and big money E. But big money E's got the goddamn reins. Like it. No money E is a goddamn bull in a china shop. Hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> what is he? Yeah, a bull in the china shop. Oh, when he No money. money. He, no money. He's a bull in the china He's a shop. He ain't trying to hear this shit. Listen, and then rap. I know it's a different swag when he got money though. Oh, when he got
1: money? He got money. Watch out. He's a whole other dude. Watch the fuck out. Okay. Speaking of money, just, th- just made me think about something, fellas. This is a Vegas story.
2: God damn it! Here it is.
1: It happened. Thought about it earlier today, when my soul got tickled. What year is it? I'm glad you asked. Two thousand. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah.
2: Mm-mm.
1: Go back. Nah, it ain't two thousand. Excuse me. It's two thousand seven. Right before I got the money.
2: Mm.
1: It's two thousand seven before I got the money.
0: Oh yeah, there it is.
1: I'm hustling, trying to get my my, my weight up in, in Vegas, because in you know, in, the, in the, on the on the comedy tip. Yeah. I don't know nobody, I can't get up. I can't really get up back right there. But I got a little spot that I found out about, nice little bar, I can go work that. And I can get a cut of that door. Delay don't want just to tell some jokes, he wants that money, he gotta have it. Billy, I gotta have it. You gotta keep that money coming in. So I said, you know what, let me roll over to this spot and talk to these people. I went over there and talked to them. I said, listen, I wanna get this spot. The name of the spot was the Square Apple on Sahara! Oh, man, I remember, Simon, I'm going back right there, man, I remember. The Square it. Apple? The Square Apple, it's on Sahara Bilal Boulevard. Is it, is it inside of a casino? Nope, not out. It's a standalone club, it's a Ooh. club, and it's owned by some Sic- Sicilians. Oh, okay. The boys doing crime in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Tony. <laughs> I know y'all was doing crime in there. That was a front. I didn't know then. Y'all use me, but I know now. You sick son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. So Tony is the guy who's running the Square Apple. Right. Square Apple's a nice little spot, bruh. Holds maybe like 120 people, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like bar area, had like some little poker machines on around there, mm-hmm. you know? And it wasn't like a whole lot going on in there. So I said, let me go in there and I can just, you know, do a comedy night and bring my casino people in there, right? So I go in there the first night, I'm looking for Tony, can't find Tony. Talking to, to the lady, he, listen, I'm delayed. You know, I'm new in town, I'm trying to get a spot. You know, I can bring some people in here from the casino, I'm a dealer, and bring them in. Well, I'm gonna let you talk to Tony when Tony comes in. Tony makes all the decisions, he keeps talking to Tony. Tony's this mysterious guy that nobody fucking sees. Finally, <clears throat> I go up there and I meet with Tony. Tony is dressed immaculate. The nigga suit's amazing. Yeah. Laid down, slick hair, Cool guy. Rings on all fingers. Smooth cat, Very smooth.
2: I said, how you doing, Tony? My name is d I've been hearing about you, kid. I've been hearing about you. And uh, I say you want to do a night at the club. And uh, you know, I I don't know your kid. I, I don't know you. And I don't know what type of crowd you're bringing in. I said, I, I don't know, kid. I don't know.
1: Tony, I, I work at the casino. You know, that's pretty much my crowd. When we bring in dealers, people that tip, you know, your weight staff, you know, these people are heavy in the tip industry.
2: Right. Yeah, you know, kid, I don't know, you know, he's, yeah, he's, I don't wanna do one of these uh yeah, deaf comedy jam things. Uh, you know, I wanna keep a good club, a clean club, you know. I don't want all that uh, no disrespect. Black it up. <laughs> yeah, you wanna black it up?
1: Finally it came out. I'm backing up. I was like, okay, cool. I got you. I know what you're looking for. You want to keep it. Cool. Yeah. Give me a night. He gives me a night. The night that he chooses for me is not a good night. Yeah. The deal is for some, I don't know if something was going on wasn't a good night, so I couldn't really get the promotion off right. Right? Maybe 15 people show up. Uh. Tony walked up to me.
2: You know, kid, listen. Come here. Come here, kid. Listen. You know, that's what I was talking to you about. You know, I? I didn't want to... The... I didn't want to black the cop up and, uh, you know, you did what I thought you'd do. Uh, you didn't do it. So, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to do this.
1: I said, Tony, listen, give me like a month to come back in
2: here and do my thing. Kid, I don't know, kid. You maybe should take your act down the street, you know. Think, uh, <laughs> it's got plenty of spots you can go to. Hey, you know, there's the square apple. You know, not your type of hype, you know.
1: Tony, just give me
2: a month. You know what, kid? Let's do one more dance. Yeah, yeah, one more dance, you know? Give it a shot at you. Come back in there and we see, yeah. You know? After
1: this, kid, I can't do no more favors. Cool, Tony. He give me the night. That bitch packed out. I got it like I want it. You rocking? I got all these casino people and all these dealers. I got this bitch packed. Yeah. And they got four booths, two on this side, Two on this side. One of the booths got to be for Tony and his people. Right. Period. This bitch is packed. Tony's loving it. Waitress is loving it. Right. We tipping this bitch
2: lit. Tony comes up to me and say, come here, kid, let me talk to you. You did good tonight. Look at the the people that came out to see you. You know, it's a good it's a good thing you did, you know. Everybody's out. But I uh I notice your act, you know, you like to uh you like to make fun of the crowd, you know? Uh, tonight, you know, kind of lazy, uh, you know, uh, on my table. You know, <laughs> I got my guys On, on his table. Hey, oh. they, uh, hey listen, leave <laughs> us alone, you know. Get fun with the other people. You know, do your thing, you know. Hey, have fun, kid. It's your night. Look at it.
0: They but leave the that goddamn table alone.
2: <laughs> but uh, leave us alone, you know. Look at us. look good guys.
1: Cool. Mm. Yeah, you Go good up guys. there. Good guys. I'm doing my shit. They're loving me. But I keep looking at that table. And you want to say something. I want to say something, Cause, Marcus. Cause it, whenever they tell you not to table. fuck
0: with them, the person they tell you not to fuck with I them. I want to fuck the, with
1: the table, Marcus. That's the talk. Man, they in that bitch, they got butterfly collars on. I got so many, I got, and they sitting there, and, and nobody laughing. They just sitting there, and they got these long hair dudes. These motherfuckers don't have haircuts. They got hair dudes. They just in there, and they just, for me, sitting ducks. I want it. You want it? I can't take it. I go in. You, I hit the table.
0: You hit the fucking, No, the fuck you didn't. Hit the <laughs> table. You hit the owner's table? I had to hit the owner's table. Come on, bro. Went to the right guy. Bam! What you don't do is you don't hit the owner's table.
1: Like brother that. got on a orange, tangerine type suit, right? It's tangerine And he's got a, he's got a, like a pocket square. And the, the thing don't go with the suit, but it's just all loud. All that shit. Right. Out. And he got the rings on his fingers and he's sitting, he, he got the rings sitting out on the table so he can see the motherfuckers. They just sitting out there. They ain't doing nothing. They ain't grabbing no drink. They ain't doing shit. They just out there. Right. And I started, start, I say, hey, man, we know you're clean. We know you're clean. We see. You. Hey brother, hey listen, hey man, listen, that outfit, that's a nice what's that, a five-piece? Six piece? So the AP, I'm going in. A P soup, that motherfucker came with a biscuit and coleslaw. Oh, I'm going, I'm I'm feeling they laughing. You going hard. I'm going hard. Tony nigga hit soup came with biscuits and a motherfucking coleslaw. I'm feeling good. Shining. Going to my act, have a great night. Bam. Win. Everybody's loving me. I'm feeling good. I'm going to the bar, I'm having the drinks. The lady says, hey, Tony needs to talk with you at his table. And I was like, all right, supposed to get my a drink. No, Tony's already got your drink at his table. Tony got the drink already at the table. All right, cool. Tony got- I don't know why Tony got the drink already, but fuck it, let's get over to Tony's table because he got the drink. Get over to yeah. the table. Mm-mm. Tony, what's up, Tony? i oh, shit. like, a kid, let him in. So it's like, let him in. It's four niggas at the table in a booth. Four niggas in the booth. All of them got on suits and, and rings. And what you got on? Oh, I'm hip popped out. I'm hip-hopped the fuck out. Timberlands, sweats. Just you know what I mean. I'm yeah. I'm so, I'm still smooth with it. It ain't no like like some hip. I'm I'm still smooth, but still delay.
0: Yeah. You still delay.
1: So, Tony says let the kid in. So the other two get out and let him in, and I'm sitting right in the middle, right my drink right in the middle.
0: I'm like oh shit. They got you boxed in. You fell I mean, for the box. i mean it. You fell for the box. You team.
1: ain't gonna do nothing to me in the club. This is
0: the Jimmy Hoffa box.
1: But you can't. You ain't gonna the kill me in the square. Boxing. I'm in the square apple. You can't. Hey, you can't kill me in the square apple. You gotta keep me outside the square apple. But I'm in the square apple, so I know you got me locked in. You can't kill me. There's people partying in this bitch and bitching, drinking. And I brought all these people. So you can't kill me in front of all these people that I brought. Them. Hey, kid, uh. You got talent, kid.
2: Yeah, hey, 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 yeah, he's got talent. He's got talent. He's, he's good. But, uh, you don't listen so well. <laughs> and, uh, before you went up, I told you, I said, uh. I said, leave us alone, you know? That guy right there. You don't you don't know that guy, but that that guy's a somebody. And uh, you hide him. You hide the guy. <laughs> you know, you, you hide him. You, you got the guy feeling bad. You know, he's uh he's uh he just got out, you know, the guy and uh you know you, you got him feeling bad. Now normally, you know, something like this, you know, is a, uh, it's sort of a big deal, you know? They you gotta get rid of you. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we like you, kid. We like you. So, uh, you know, we kinda going to let y'all with the warning. You know? Yeah. hey, Vito, get out of here. Let him out of there. Hey, kid. Take this easy. It's not personal, okay? Apologize to him. You hurt him.
1: I was like, hey, so I apologize.
2: Stop it. What's the smiles for? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're smiling at the, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you hurt him.
1: I apologize to the guy. Like, wow. Leave that night, I was like, I'm not fucking with the square apple no more. I'm done with the square apple. Mm. Not fucking with it. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna do a gig, I'm gonna do it somewhere else. Right, cause I'm a blackjack dealer, that's what I do. Dealing blackjack, go back to my regular shit as a dealer. Now I talk shit as a dealer. I get this popping that's what I do. I do what I do, right? So they put me in a high limit night, one night. I don't like to be in a high limit because I talk shit. In a high limit, they want you to be real reserved. Fuck it. Sitting there, dealing one night, having a good time talking about shit. My table lit, like they normally do. Some guys walk up. You can feel the energy of somebody. You can feel the presence of a somebody. Just, you can just feel it. People start moving, trying to kind of position themselves, right? See a guy, long fucking hair, I'm like, Oh, shit, that's the crew. I still got two spots open to play. Reserve table, $100 limit. You need $100 to play, period. Right? Guy blocks the seat off. Don't tell nothing, just blocks the seat off. I'm like, you holding it for you, my man? That's his hand. I think it frees me. He froze you. Okay. Cool. Not a problem. Walks up. Guy walks up. His hair is shorter. The face is recognizable. Suited and booted. Yeah. Butterfly collar.
2: Mm-mm.
1: Rings on his finger. I said, oh shit, that's Tony. "My fucking Tony. I don't want to jump the gun and yell his name out, because I know how he operate. He like the move of silence. I'm like, what's up, Tony? He's It's OK. How you doing, kid? I was like you know, back to dealing.
2: You never came back to the club. You know, that night was a good night for us. And uh, we thought we could continue that night. That was a Thursday. And uh Thursdays are not good for us. What day we? Thursday. <laughs> it was a Thursday
0: and, and that uh, was that, that night that Thursday, that that you,
1: Thursday
2: was What did you
0: do to his friend? That Thursday ah, uh, mate, I hired her. Okay.
2: You hiked the guy on a Thursday.
0: On a what day? On a Thursday. And what'd you do to him?
2: I hiked him. Okay. It was right. a Thursday. And, uh, I just wanted to know, kid, that, uh, who always have you back in the club, especially on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst day. <laughs> and he looked me dead in my eye and he said,
1: did you miss me god damn it took you around the world and drop y'all asses off man this is did you miss me the hottest storytelling podcast in the game i'm d late i'm billy surreal man we got some hot shit for y'all today man coming in hot and heavy man one of the friends of the show not just guests, but a friend of the show it's a family marcus king in the building y'all Marcus King, how you feeling, brother? Man,
3: I feel with my hands most of the time. Hey, man! Unless I can use something else.
0: Hashtag me too. And let me
1: just let you
3: <laughs> know <laughs> what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> if you ever watch the Jamie Foxx show, mm-hmm. if you ever watch Hank with Mr. Cooper, talk to him. This the man mm-hmm. that put it together for you. That's right. Mm. Right here. Watch Tony. Right. Tony. Hey. hey. Tony. Yeah. He's hey. supposed to
3: guy. Thank you guys for having me, man. This is great.
1: Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming. Billy said you coming. I'm a, can I be honest with you? Go
3: ahead. Cause
1: all we do is be honest with you. Go ahead. I shoot. said, Billy, Marcus is gonna horse fuck you.
3: <laughs> Marcus, <laughs> Marcus,
1: Marcus horse fuck is me.
0: not gonna come. He's gonna horse fuck me. did ain't had song. no faith in me. It,
1: it I didn't. said, Billy, you're gonna get horse fucked. <laughs> I just don't see it, buddy. I
3: from want to
1: from the back. Horse fuck sideways. Uh uh-uh. uh. Sideways. But he showed up, god damn it. Hey, you know As what? He's a man of his word, he is.
3: When Billy Sorrells calls me, I'm there. It's mm-hmm. yeah. easy. This is a layup. You know what's crazy? Hold up, Marcus.
1: Marcus do shit that he don't even be talking about. Like, he really do some good shit that niggas don't even be knowing. Because let me tell you how I know this. I signed up. They talked me into doing it. People be corny. Let me say something. That's the best way to book a comedian. Get that nigga drunk. He will say yes to... Yeah, I'll come. I got booked for this... Um, some kids that was locked up. I don't know how the fuck... You get me the grid to that. But they locked up. Kids locked the fuck up. I was like,
2: man, fuck it.
1: I'll do it. Because it just felt like I should be doing some shit like that. Right? That morning I get up. Get to the spot. They got like a nice little bus for us, everything. I get on the bus. I see Mark. I'm like, oh, the fuck yeah. is Marcus doing here, yeah. fucking with these little fucked up kids? Dog. And he was in there, <laughs> and I was just like, that's a good dude. Yeah, he ain't got to fuck with these kids. But he going doing something for the kids. I,
3: that's when I
1: was like, that's when I looked at him. and I said, he ain't got to fuck with these kids. These kids already fucked up. He ain't gotta be giving. He, still ain't gotta be fucking. I was like, you know what? That's a good guy. I do good. He's a good dude. He's a good guy. He's just somebody. I, I like him. That's
3: know? that's you threw me off with that, man. I didn't even. Uh, you don't remember that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah now was I remember few, the whole was thing. Guy. Now. Yep. Yeah. You know why I did that? Because when I grew up, I was a kid. Um, my uncle worked in juvenile hall. So um, that's where me and my boys used to go play, you know, because that was the only gym we could get in. So
0: y'all playing basketball? Playing basketball. With the kids and you for now.
3: We playing against the counselors. We playing against the counselors. We couldn't play against the kids because that was a opportunity to escape.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. run away. You and let me play you one on one, I'm locked up. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. Fuck, how many you score on me? Yeah. I'm getting away. <laughs> you can score 30 on me goddamn it I got freedom at the end of this goddamn
3: match that's it he can be going that sub out sub Sub man I'm gone
1: I'm playing a hard two minutes and I'm out and I'm going to get some freedom yeah can I say what happened tonight what you do that night
3: at the uh, oh
1: man what the fuck did you do Dee D.D. what you you do I'm glad we got this show (laughs) hey Ernest yo how the fuck we gonna do it without you I know you got money, but we couldn't do the show without you.
0: Damn, show sure. could.
1: Big money. money. Big money. Excuse me, I apologize. See, I told you that motherfucker yeah. stick. Big, Big money. money. Big money. Big money. That bitch stick. That motherfucker's in there. That motherfucker. Hey, he wants it out. It stays in there. Big money. Big Money in that thing. Big money. Hey, bruh. I said I wasn't gonna tell nobody. I was. I didn't even say nothing. I told one person that was on the trip with me, and I, and I showed him to verify what I was talking about. They had these female, these little girls in like little, I, listen, just hear me, I need you to hear me.
0: I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you need to hear I'm gonna let y'all finish this off oh, no, because y'all oh. both laughing. I, I wanna see what this Because goes.
1: they had these girls, they were like in like PT outfits, right, like t-shirt shorts, right? So we walked in, right? And I don't know, I was kind of trailing behind doing something, right? And they were lining these girls up against the thing. This girl pulls a pussy into the fence and sticks a pussy lips into the fence. I was like, no regardless of who you are as a man, if you see a pussy in some, in my bad, we good to go? Yeah. If you see a pussy in some lips, in, in the fence, you're going to look. I don't, gonna, I didn't mean to, I wasn't staring, I just looked. I was like, what is more of a shock? So I was like, oh, this is crazy. These girls are locked up. I, Cause I thought we were just doing it for guys. Yeah. I didn't know it was girls involved with it too. Yeah. This yeah. is a girls and guys thing. So I was like, "This, they wild." Yeah. Cool. We get in there while I'm performing. This chick is like on the second row, like pulling a pussy to the side. I'm like, "You are wrong." I can't. I, nobody knows this at the time. Nobody knows this at the time. Little Terrence. Is on the show. They look... mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. said, hey, man, how old are these girls? I don't know. He's like, oh, man, you know, some of them about to turn 19. I was like, because they look like mature women. Some of them look like mature women. So I said, bro, look, look at this girl over here. Look look at this. He was like, what's going on? And he sees her. She's, he catches her. And I was like, he caught you when you get caught. You put your pussy up, you don't keep doing it. One of the guys comes over, one of the officers comes over to him, he say, man, listen, I wanna apologize, but we're taking her. And they gave this girl, I don't know, it was some extra shit,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I was like, that's when it hit me with the whole, I was like, this is just not like a performance, like this is something that could change these kids' lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I was like, and then just added on, like this man is that he ain't gotta be there. But I remember that moment being, there, I was like, this girl don't give a fuck. She may not get out anymore. I don't know what the fuck she did. Mm-hmm. But we did serve a higher cause than just making people laugh. Mm-hmm. And that's what hit me.
3: Yeah, that was a, that was a great experience, man. I, I did it because, you know, I grew up in that situation, not as an uh, inmate, but as somebody that would be in that environment. And I knew half of the people that, in Juvenile Hall, they were all from my neighborhood in Oakland. So when my uncle ran a juvenile hall, uh, he did, he, he didn't have a podcast, but he would lock himself in his closet, you know, and he'd be reading his racing form because he's a supervisor and he would bring these kids in like one, at, especially when I'm there one at a time before we go to the basketball court and he would say, tell me a story and it better be good. And these kids would tell their stories about how they got incarcerated. And my uncle seemed to be able to reason with them on a whole different level. Like this one kid told a story that um, he said, well, Mr. Hendricks, you know, me and my boys was rolling around. And this is in the 80s. He said, me and my boys was rolling around. These 15-year-old kids, they stole a car. they riding around in the car around Oakland. They grabbed this girl that they knew that wanted to get down with them. And he said, he was like, you want to get down with us? Get in the trunk. So now they're riding around all day with the girl in the trunk. And I'm like, why would they put the girl in the trunk? You know, but they got a front in front of their dudes. So the dude was like, hey, telling the girl, hey, you want to get down with me? You got to do my dude, right? So the girl does the dude and all that. And they tell this whole story, and it's kind of tragic. But my uncle seemed to reason with this kid who did it, because we don't know why he did it. It's a power thing. It's a street thing. We don't know why he did it. But my uncle, and I was kind of young, too. It was impressionable for me. My uncle was like, all right, I understand where you're going. I respect you for telling me the truth and telling me the story. Go back to your room. I I appreciate that one big thing. You took care of your homeboy. (laughs) (laughs) He said, you looked out for him, so I can't hate on you for that. I was like... Damn, is that the lesson you're going to learn here? Right. <laughs> but they connected with my uncle in a different way because uh, he related to it. I was like, damn, okay, can we go to the gym now? You know, so those kind of stories happened all the time. Like he had this dude that killed his whole family over some yo-yos, you know, and mm-hmm. they call him the yo-yo killer. Killed like five people in his family, and he was playing with the yo-yo when the police showed up, and this is a white boy, of course. So,
0: <laughs> got to clear that up right it's away. Ain't really hey, really, oh, no niggas killing you on no yo-yo. Now he so, might, might get
3: choked shit out with a yo-yo. Yeah, but you know you hear about the massacres, especially then when when gun violence wasn't that prevalent. So he killed a whole family over the yo-yo so my uncle would make him do silly things. He'd say, put these stamps in this book until you feel it. I mean, just silly task to demean and diminish his power because he did that as a show of power. Like, When you're incarcerated, and I've been from the Juvenile Hall to San Quentin to some of the toughest prisons, when you're incarcerated, you know, your badge of honor is what you did to get in there. Yeah. You know, so he tried to diminish the power of those people who come in there with these prowess of, I got a badge of honor because I did this heinous crime. Mm -hmm. You know, so he would do things. So he had a whole psychological, because he was a street dude. So he had a whole psychological way of dealing with things. So when we went to the juvenile hall, and I forgot, man. I'm sorry, man. That was, I remember now. It was kind of funny because it was a a group of comedians that were going to entertain the kids. And for them, those were the kids, the privileged kids were in there. So that girl that you saw exposing herself like that, she was one of the girls who had done good deeds. And some of those kids was transitional. And transitional means when, and I don't know the technical term, means when you're under 18, they had that group and then you had those transition kids between 19 and 21 because you're not really old enough to, to, you know, if you got a life sentence, you're not going to start in the penitentiary. Sometimes they'll keep you in the hall until you get older. So some of them girls were like older girls. They were like grown enough to know the difference. But it's so much crime and so much tragic stories and broken families. I know we ain't here trying to tell sad stories. but you gotta look at what brought that girl to that moment. And I know you did, and then a lot of the comedians looked at what brought all these kids to their moments that they ended up here in front of us. Why are we here? So you really hit the wall in terms of reality. And though you're trying to make, make them kids laugh, like Slink got up, we were just talking about this every day. Slink Johnson got up, I was like, I know y'all don't want to hear no good stuff.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna
3: tell you what you wanna hear. Yeah. You know, I know y'all want me to say, you know, get money and get bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids was looking around like, no, we did not even expect it. We wanted to hear some jokes, but right. get money and get bitches. and some of them girls were like, get bitches, and they would come from <laughs> trafficking and all kind of stuff. So, I think they told Slink, we don't need you to come back. Uh, <laughs> we good with you, um, but he told him. Remember, him said, remember that? that? He had yeah. up and said that. He was like, I want to
1: be talking about, you know, make y'all laugh and hoop hop <laughs> and whatever, and, like, talking about getting money and getting bitches, but, like, like I want to talk to y'all about some real shit. And the kids like, and we
0: were like... <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to talk to these
3: kids? <laughs> and they ask him, don't curse, don't do none of yeah. that shit. And he's and he like, that. fuck that. I know what life on the street yeah. is. Yeah, Get money and get bitches. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and we all look around. Okay, hey, bro. And he
1: they did. Like... He did. He just walked in there and was like, yeah. Because they told us don't curse. <laughs> they told us. Like, all yeah. the r- they said don't curse or not. But like, fuck that. We got, y'all need to hear the shit real. You know what I mean? For some real niggas, you know what I mean. Y'all need to hear this shit. You know what I mean? You know these niggas, niggas in here over bitches. And it's like, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, pump, pump, slink. And he was like, "I'm just saying." I'm like, "Okay, all right, next, man. your turn, Delay." Man. <laughs> so yeah, so those kind of stories, man, are cool, man. But it just takes me back to you know back when I was in Oakland, and um. Got into the entertainment business, and you know, you learn your little lessons the hard way. You know, I started off as a concert promoter, and one of my mentors, who I started working with, he told me, Man, you know, you try to take that street vernacular into the business, like everybody's hard. And uh, at the time, you know, he was managing Too Short, so everybody was working for Short and doing the street work and all of that, and the studio was short and all that, and uh. My whole thing is I just want to go out on the road. So the first time I got a chance to go out on the road, you know, I'm going to make it happen. So I never went out on the road with Short. You know, Short is like, oh, yeah, 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 but it never happened. So when I got in the comedy business, I was like, hey, I'm going to do my own stuff, get my own talent, go on the road and tour and hit the country and all that, because I'd never really been out of Oakland other than, you know, playing basketball or whatever. So uh, my boy told me, look, man, my mentor, Lionel B., he said, look, man, if you go on the road and you settle in your dates, which means you're getting the money for the performance for your acts, you can't let nobody fuck you. Because if they, if they steal from you, if they get you in any kind of way, that word is going to get all over the country. and They're going to know they can get you. I said, Lionel B., they ain't getting me. I don't care what it is. They ain't getting me. So my first big time out of Oakland We had it. We toured. We was doing this tour all over the country. It was Mark Curry, Jamie Foxx, Chris Tucker. No, Chris, Chris. uh, Shit, the weed is killing me. Uh, No, uh, Chris Thomas. Chris Thomas, the the mayor. And the mayor and Yvette Wilson. Man. And this was the first black comedy tour that probably wasn't no black group of comedians touring at the time at all. And uh, at the time nobody really knew Fox like that. It was Fox had Wanda. But Curry was on um, he was on Hang, Hang with Mr. Cooper. Cooper. He was the dude, right? Yeah. So we're both from Oakland and we touring now it's me and my boy Daryl Brooks. We're out there, you know, out of DC, we put the show together and we hit Chicago. Everything is cool till we hit Chicago. And we at the Chicago Theater. And the promoter was a black promoter named Al Kennedy. I'll say his name in the public. Oh, we got to have that. You know, they we got to have names.
1: a name. They want Al, Kennedy.
3: Have Al Kennedy. Al Kennedy. Out of Chi-Town. Out of Chi-Town. And this was, uh, what was this? This was 1992, something like that. Ninety one, ninety two. Right. And Al Kennedy was a promoter. And Al, you know, he talked to me and he talked me into giving him the date because other every, every, uh, I guess white promoters had the other dates, you know, and the dates were doing well. And in Chicago, we played the Chicago Theater, and the the, the-, the show did okay, but it didn't really make money. And I'm like, okay, we didn't really make money here, but we got to get paid. So I got to go get my money, because if this get around, this going to go bad. I heard yeah, I Lionel that. B in my ear. I said, if this go bad, I don't know what we're going to do. So I said, Al, you know, after the show I said, Al. You know let's, let's, you know, let's break bread, man. And we got to get paid. We got to go. Al said, I got your money. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just walk back here with me. So we go back in the little side room in the theater, and he's talking to the white man who runs the theater, and the white man said, yeah, thought this would do better, and they telling all these sad stories about how they didn't make money, right? And I said, that, your money don't have nothing to do, do with me. me. Shit. You, yeah. Hey, y'all, that. y'all figure that out. You know? So I'm like, you know, that's my attitude right now. So we're not getting paid there. I said, we're not. He said, man, I got your money. Come on. So we leave the dude's room. He said, you just roll with me. So his car is parked on the side of the theater in a the little alley, right? So we're going to get in the car. Then there's three other dudes coming with us. I said, oh, this shit is about to go bad. I see it right now. He feels. Man, I, you so you feel it. Man, you know you feel that car. danger in your neck? I in said, three,
0: where, where are you sitting at in the car?
3: That's, that was the key, where I'm sitting. So I said, I'm going to sit right behind Al. I'm not going to get in the front. Got, you can't get, get in the front. I'm going to sit you right behind. You're not getting out the front if you get in the front. I'm going to be by the door. Yes. Behind that. Because if it go bad, get the driver. keep going bad with me. With the driver. There you go. There you go. You've you done know, this before. I got you. Because it's going to go bad for all of Everybody. us. Everybody. Everybody got to go. So I said, and I don't know Chicago. I'm from Oakland. So we riding, and Al is running every light. It's about... One thirty in the morning, he running every light like shh and talking shit like, you know, ain't no big deal. Like he do this all the time. I said, we going to jail. I see what this is. You trying this is a to get us to, to jail? I, this is set up, right? You setup. know we gonna get pulled over. I'm the. It's gonna be on me. They gonna right. stick me. I say oh, okay. So now I got my handle, my hand on the handle of the door a little bit. Ready at every get ready to jump on these bitches. But the nigga jump, Marcus. The nigga ain't stopping at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no jump out points or nothing. He ain't like I'm like okay now, now now the no nigga okay here come a red light god <laughs> damn it you ain't stop. stopping at nothing so we roll it through the south side now we're in the south side of chicago because i know when i'm going south hey. man we pull up at this house this is after about a 30 minute ride of uh, red lights uh, yeah running red lights like it ain't nobody's business he didn't stop we never stopped yeah so we pull up in front of his house it's dark I get your goddamn He mumbling to himself, right. now nah, I'm in the car with these niggas who I don't know. <laughs> and these niggas looking at me like, you know, like I'm the last piece of chicken on the table. Yeah. I'm like, okay, uh, should I bounce now or should I wait and see what's gonna happen when he come out? Because right. if they was gonna get me, he would have got, got me. Right. Man, he came back, hand me a little bag, like an old paper bag, looked like some old-fried chicken in it before he put the money in it. So I looked there. I didn't count the money. Don't you count in front of me. No, them. sir. They I looked shit. at the money to make sure it was money. Right. I put that money in the money and still had my hand on the oh, handle. Keep your goddamn <laughs> hand on the handle. <laughs> we riding back. I said, okay, shit. So I'm starting to relax. And then we get downtown and we get in a little traffic jam right in front of All Jokes Aside. And I know the dude who owned the club. Yeah. So I go, oh, shit, that's All Jokes Aside. And it's a traffic jam and he's trying to get around the traffic because the club is packed. He said, uh, I said, Al, i just get out right here. Nah, I'm going to take you back to your hotel, man. Nah, I'm good, man. i get out right And I got out. I didn't say nothing to Al or nothing. I ran it all jokes aside. And I knew to do it. I was like, man, I need to use the, you know, your office. So I'll go back, count the money. All the money was there. Yeah. I said, God damn it, Al. Al.
2: And I <laughs> man, was sweating
3: because this is the thing, too. When you work with, with us. They're gonna think you're unscrupulous about your business anyway, even your own acts, even your own people. So if I come back short, they're gonna say, King, you shorted us. So I can't let him short me because I can't go back to my acts and say, Y'all short. So all the money was there. I put the money back in my coat and I walked back to my hotel. So for years, I said, This Al Kennedy dude, I don't, I ain't never, you know. And me and Al didn't talk for a couple of years. I found out on the street. That Al was undercover police. Get the
2: fuck out of here.
3: Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) This motherfucker was undercover posing as a promoter (laughs) with these other niggas who are criminals. (laughs) I said, nigga, I'm on a sting. (laughs) (laughs) This is set up for these other niggas. Ah, Man, I'm on a sting. So, I never knew that Al was undercover. I said, "Nigga, you didn't tell me you was undercover." Oh, come on, man! You soft.
2: <laughs> I'm soft. soft. <laughs> Nigga, really?
3: <laughs> so Al end up. Al is the coolest dude in the world. He cool as fuck. Al ended up retiring from the police, Chicago Police Department, and now he's really a concert promoter.
2: Wow! So
3: he do dates in Chicago and all around Chicago all the time. One of the best promoters in town. One of the best black promoters in town. Handles his business.
1: Great fucking story, man.
0: Great story. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. We got more great stories coming up. Did you miss me podcast? We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? I'm D-Lay. And I'm Billy Sorrells.
1: This is the number one storytelling podcast in the world, people. We're here for you guys. And we're mm-hmm. doing something special. Patreon.com is a site that you guys need to check out. We're doing special things, exclusive things for you guys, mm-hmm. like uh, early access to some of the episodes.
0: Yeah, man, most definitely. Bonus content that you wouldn't find anywhere else. Yes. Discounted uh, uh, uh,
1: merchandise.
0: Oh, yeah. We're giving away a lot of
1: shit. People, you got to... But this is for some of our serious followers, our people that are really down with the Did You Miss Me podcast. We're doing these things for you. Guys, and if you're not familiar with Patreon, go in and we'll give you guys all the luxuries that Digimis College can And you
0: know has. what? You know how we know if they real fans?
2: How
1: do we know?
0: They know this number right here.
1: 323-385-9734. We'll get, get somebody, somebody over there, there
0: to you. And we're back. Yes,
1: like we never left.
0: And you producing television and then producing and managing in movies had to led you down some. Interesting roads,
3: Billy Sorrells, uh, I'm gonna come back to the road one more time.
0: Okay, because
3: mm-hmm. this is uh, this is this is fun. The road shit is always fun. Uh, I gotta tell this story when we were on the road and Speedy. I think a lot of people know Speedy. Uh, you gotta know his act. He does it all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ernest! Ernest!
1: He just shitted on that man's set. <laughs> uh, we, lo- we love Speedy. You got to know it. He does it he all the, the time. time. How could you miss it?
3: Speedy has a joke. Um, he says, uh, he tries to get the guys on his side. He says, uh, you know, fellas, you know what we like, and they play the record. Ain't no fun if your homies can't have none. Right, so we do that twenty, thirty cities, and they playing the record. We so tired of hearing the record. Everybody on the road with him, all the production people. We said, let's get speedy. So we had a let's get speedy moment uh, in a few cities. <laughs> so uh, I think we we're in Detroit. They said, let's wait till it's big, it's packed. <laughs> Five. <laughs> yeah. Feet. And Speedy said, you know what we like, fellas, and they supposed to play ain't no fun if your homies can't have none. You know, for the ladies, and we played can we talk by tevin campbell (laughs) 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 we played in the next city so now he don't know what we're gonna play right the next city we play Ah, can (laughs) we talk
1: (laughs) fellas you know we like can we uh, talk
2: (laughs) (laughs) my god speedy was like
3: ain't that a bitch? you know how speedy is (laughs) ain't Ain't that that a a bitch. bitch So the next city we played, It's Raining Man by The Weather Girls, <laughs> then the third city after we started setting this up, Speedy said, you know, fellas, you know the song we like, and now he's looking around, <laughs> then we played the right record, right? But we would tease Speedy like that because what? Speedy would do, Speedy is a Virgo, I'm a Virgo, so I'm I understand, Virgo. oh man, I knew it was something, yeah. I knew it was something, sorry. Uh, so we said, uh, Fox, at the time it was Jamie Foxx's tour, Fox said, Man, we're trying to move stealthily through each city. So everywhere we go, Speedy's shopping. Speedy shops, he likes to shop. He likes, Speedy's always fly. And he said, Fox was like, King, you gotta talk to Speedy about, Speedy got all of these bags, big bags, small bags, Gucci bags, all kinds of bags. That he got, it. I said, I don't know what's in those bags. <laughs> he got seven or eight bags. But he got a bag on the shoulder, a bag in his hand, a bag he carrying. He got seven or eight, like, little bags, right. big bags. And he said, man, he got to kill some of these bags. <laughs> so we played Hartford, Connecticut. And it was like one of those hard runs where we're doing four shows in three days, damn near. We played Hartford, Connecticut, and we had to fly from Hartford to Atlanta to get to Jackson, Mississippi, right? Mm. And the layover was in Atlanta. So we go, we in the lounge, and we know the lady there at Delta, and we in the Delta, sponsor? No, Delta not a sponsor. So we in the Delta lounge, right? And we all tired, so we all knocked out because we done went to the party, whatever, in, in Hartford. So we tired, and uh, they said the plane is ready to take off, right, they come get us, get on the plane, and Speedy left one of his bags. So I'm like, now Fox done told him, Speedy, kill the bags. I told him, Speedy, you got to kill the bags, man. Too many bags. Ah, oh, fuck, you know, Speedy, don't fuck you, can I don't handle my shit. <laughs> I said, okay. So he left one of his bags sitting there by the chair. So I take the bag so we don't leave anything, and we get on the plane, right? We all get on the plane, our whole crew. Speedy goes sit down. I said, hey, Fox, Speedy left one of his bags. I looked in the bag. No, he, I gave it to him. He looked in the bag. It was all the money Speedy had made from about 30 cities, <laughs> right, cash, because <laughs> he going to buy bags, right? I said, damn. He said, look at that. I said, oh, I was like, should we split it up, should we, what should we do with it? He said, he zipped it back up, he handed it back to me and said, all of a sudden, you see Speedy fly by me, we on the plane, we, we sitting up front, we see Speedy fly. I said, hey, Speedy, wait a minute, wait a minute. And Speedy's like, fuck you, man, fuck you, I gotta go get, and they about to take, the plane is about to take off. You don't give a shit. I said, Fox, should I go, should I go get him? He said, no, let him, let him, let it go. I said, how far you wanna take it? <laughs> All the way. All the way. <laughs> I said, okay. So they said, hey, buckle up. We're about to take out. Speedy is not on the plane. Speedy is the opening act. It's only two flights from Atlanta to Jackson, Mississippi. One is in the morning, the one we on, and one gets in right before the show. So we didn't want to take that flight because we could have missed the show. Right. So we on that flight. So we fly to Jackson and leave Speedy. <laughs> right. This is in the commercial flying days when, you know, was are no private. We was just commercial. So we leave Speedy, we get to Jackson, and that was a whole nether ordeal because I think the driver, no disrespect to y'all from the South, but the driver, I could have swore he just came off the plantation. <laughs> Cause Philip told him, he said, look man, <laughs> Philip was the road manager, but our promoter was one of the guys, Kyle Newport, and Kyle booked the car. We going through a whole ordeal, now it's hot, we tired, everybody trying to get to the bad hotel, so we can rest for the show and he said I'm not going nowhere till Mr. Newpole say I can go I said where are we <laughs> <laughs> so he said where are we? Mr. Newpole say don't do nothing till he say do it this is the driver <laughs> I said okay this is going to be one of those trips so Phil said Look, I'm going to beat your motherfucking ass if you don't get a motherfucking <laughs> car. So we went Oakland on it. So the dude finally took off. We get to the hotel. We do our Me and Johnny Mac do our little routine because me and Johnny Mac play Madden before we go to the venue. <coughs> Speedy know it because Speedy tried to jump in our Madden game. So we play Madden before the show, right? We're about two hours before the show. Speedy come in to the room, knock on the door. Say, hey, Speedy. And we keep playing Madden, right? Speedy is sweating. Look like he's been crying. <laughs> I look at my watch. I say, hey, Speedy, your pickup, because Speedy's on the early pickup to go to the <coughs> venue. I say, your pickup's about 10 minutes, man. You better get ready. Man, I had all my rent money, all my child support, all my everything, money in my bag, man. I said, damn. Wow. For real? That's fucked up. Hey, Johnny Mac. Uh, <laughs> And many, because Fox said go all the way. How far? Go all the all way. The way.
2: <laughs>
3: Me and Johnny Mac, we're trying to hold back as much as we can. I said, Johnny Mac, this shit is hilarious. So Speedy sulk out and walk out of the room, and we see Speedy at the show, right? I said, Fox. And we on the second trip, so Speedy's already on stage. And Speedy's doing his act like, yeah, some media. <laughs> nigga sad to the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> boy, you all, do not want to perform. All his jokes is like, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> you know, shit is crazy, shit is crazy. Shit is crazy. <laughs> and it's packed, right? It's Jackson, Mississippi. And they looking at him like, we thought this shit was hype, because all the, you know, our show got a lot of energy, right? So he was like, yeah, you know, um, this dude, you seen him on, he introducing Jamie now, you seen him on In Living Color. You seen him on whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know. He don't give a whatever. <laughs> Nigga, Speedy says uh, give it up for Jamie Foxx. Nigga, the music is hype. Jamie runs out on stage with Speedy's bag with the money. <laughs> wrapped around his shoulder. And he hyped, he had the ball and shit. He like, yeah, yeah. Speedy sees the bag and goes, ain't this a bitch? So now, Speedy is chasing Jamie around the stage. And Jamie running around the stage. And Speedy said, get my motherfucking bag. We're on the side of the stage. We're on the floor laughing at Speedy. So he finally gives him the bag. Speedy act like it's Christmas now. <laughs> he was so happy like a little kid. I said, really, nigga?
2: <laughs> really?
3: I said, "You be? I bet you get rid of some of them little ass bags, won't you? And that's the bag story, man. But the entertainment business, Billy likes these stories, man. The entertainment business takes you on a whole lot of journeys, as y'all well know. From, from Juvenile Hall when we hooked to Billy Sorrell's and been a lot of nooks and crannies. But the, the movie shit, man, is crazy because directors get, like, directors... They want to, the control factor and the power of directing a film yeah. is amazing. You got all these people working under you, all of these stars, see people don't realize television is one thing, but the movie business is like the director is God, uh-huh. in their minds especially. So uh, when you're directing a film, it's not the star of the film, mm-hmm. they don't even, even in the credits they talk about, yeah this guy is starring and that person is starring and this lady is starring directed by that's the power of the the medium of the film so we were doing uh i got a few director stories but i'll tell the 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 great michael mann on uh miami vice great director legendary you know respected award-winning and we do we had the pleasure of working with this guy jamie was starring in miami vice with colin farrell so we're down in miami and it was crazy in miami at this time, you know, this is the second time we had been down in Miami doing a movie in crazy situations. The first with Oliver Stone, which, you know any given Sunday was, was crazy. I'll tell that story first. So Oliver Stone, let's go Oliver Stone. We just talk about Miami. Maybe it's, maybe it's shooting in Miami. So this one scene, in particular, where Lawrence Taylor played this linebacker in the movie and they're giving a party at Lawrence Taylor's house. It's a big party or whatever. And Johnny Mac is Jamie's friend. He's not an actor really in the movie, but anytime they need an extra, they'll call Johnny Mac. But Johnny Mac has this thing about extras. I don't know if I could say this, but Johnny Mac befriended a lot of the female extras. Let me put it out <laughs> to you like that. Oh, we oh, got yeah. it. We what it. Is he saying, d <laughs>
1: Johnny Mac dropped dick in those
0: extras. <laughs> <laughs> he he getting somebody over to the mix.
1: He's
3: getting somebody clean over He's getting table. somebody over there to the mix. His, his email is I fucks Today. That's his email. So, <laughs> <laughs> email him. so, wow. so that, I fucks Today. So, fux Today. That's for real. So, Johnny Mac, we have to keep Johnny Mac off the extras. Right? Come on, Johnny Mac with the extra. <laughs> Johnny Mac you know, with the extra again. Johnny Mac, he is every day. It's like he's a a, a lion hunter, and he got a whole flock of lions, but they from the extra crew. So we're shooting this one scene, and Johnny Mac is a party scene, and Johnny Mac is partying. You know, he partying and shit. He forgets they wish this is a movie because he talking to the extra <laughs> now. I said Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac. He said King, King. No, no, I'm trying to Mack down this extra. You know what I do? I said, Johnny Mac. So the party continues, but they're shooting a scene. As Oliver is panning the camera over through the crowd, it hits Johnny Mac. When the camera hit Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac went... (laughs) Oliver Stone said, cut! (laughs) Jamie your friend fucked up my shot (laughs) (laughs) I said Johnny Mac Johnny Mac Johnny Mac it's over it's It's over it's It's over. over he was like King King what did I do I said Johnny Mac you, you, they, you, they're you shooting a movie, man. Ah, my bad, man. I almost forgot. I almost <laughs> forgot? No, nigga, you did forget. <laughs> <laughs> so so Miami was just a whole thing, man, with that whole t- t- testosterone or whatever, how you say it, the weed mm. is killing me right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, uh, On any given Sunday. And then Miami Vice wasn't too much better because I think the crew really had it there. You know, Michael Mann was like, we had so many inclement weather challenges that that movie that, that's supposed to take three months to shoot took like six months to shoot. So we're in Miami forever because all of the tornado hurricanes that came in and messed up shooting. There's a lot of exterior shots. So this one day, you know, people getting a little frustrated. Michael Mann works a lot of hours. You know, he shoots. He he shoots. Yeah. So uh, it's hour fourteen or fifteen past the curfew and all this stuff. Everybody's tired, and he looks up goes, calls his AD. It's like, what the fuck is that? And everybody, now every, when Michael looks up everybody's, and they, everybody's looking up. So I look up go, oh, what the fuck are they looking at? He said, what the fuck is that in my shot? Uh, it's a cloud, Michael. Get that fucking cloud out of my shot. <laughs> get it out of my shot. Now I said, okay. He's a director, he's powerful and all this. I said, okay, I I get his his angst around it. But what really fucked me up is when the A D said, Right away, Michael <laughs> I said, What in the fuck are these hunkies on? <laughs> right hunkies away, on. I'm like Shit! If he moved his cloud out of here, <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Right away, Michael. But we had a lot so, of fun,
0: dude. You, you don't want to stay up there long with drugs involved. Somebody got some. It's cocaine on the movie set. Yes, that yeah, hey, that that's that. Right. on the movie set. I know you don't do all of that, that shit. So, fun, I but I knew when he said get the shot. cloud out. I said, "Yeah, move some drugs." That, that's, <laughs> that's when you come out confident. Get zero. the cloud. Get oh God's work God. <laughs> out of my shot. <laughs> out of my shot. That's the thing about cocaine. It make you arrogant. It make you so damn arrogant and and. And precise about what you want. And yeah. it's the bullshit you're asking for. Yeah. It lit up. Yeah. 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 No.
3: Yeah. Get the fucking cloud out of here. Get the cloud out of here. No joke. Right away. AD on it too. <laughs> but, on it. But who was on it more? Him or the dude that said he was going to get it out of the shot?
0: Nigga. I'll tell you so. <laughs> he on drugs too. Yeah. <laughs> they both. <about>, they <laughs> we can up. get it out of here. So yeah. <laughs> Change the precipitation pattern <laughs> and just move it.
3: AD no, disagree. Just agree. disagree. Agree. It, yeah. it, it,
0: it may not happen. The he just doing his sober as yeah. shit. He and he know he compensated for a director that's on drugs.
3: Because hey. when you
0: say okay, all
3: right. Yeah, I was like, this is amazing. This is some real Hollywood shit. Get that cloud out of my Get shot. Get that cloud out. of Yeah, shot. man. Right so, away. Thank you guys, man. This shit is great, man. We got the Richard Pryor, you know. Oh, Eddie really? Murphy, yeah. Rich is, Rich is one of my, you know, you get the pleasure of working, especially in the comedy business, man, for, for black people to work with Richard Pryor, for me to get that opportunity to um, have Mark Curry at the time on Richard Pryor's last tour, work with Richard, that was amazing. Just, you know, it was cool as hell. And then to, um, to you know, for white people, you got to check them sometime and say, hey, well, I work with Bob Hope, because that's they Jesus. So, mm-hmm. For yeah. us, it's Richard Pryor. For them, it's Bob Hope. Yeah. So any meeting I go into, I always like to talk, with, talk about Bob Hope because that's who you're meeting with. But for Richard Pryor, man, that was so amazing to see that dude still want to go up and still have some faculties left. They would put all of his, his material on the monitor so he could sit and read it and kind of go through it. But uh, just to see people come out, that's what I was amazed by to see people come out to see, kind of they knew it was his last He was sick and he was, you know, he couldn't stand or whatever. But to sit to do three or four shows with him and watch him work and watch him know his legacy and know what he's meant to us culturally, you know, that's, on. you know, you can't replace that experience, you no, know, no. and just see it. And then the last time I think I saw Richard, not that you guys asked me about Richard, but the last time I saw, uh, and this is a lesson for young comedians, I think, um, his ex-wife, um, and I'm not vilifying her, but his ex-wife um, was taking him around the comedy clubs. So he was at the Laugh Factory, and uh, I saw her, and uh, she was, you know, taking care of him and his, you know, his business estates or whatever, and and him physically. And I saw her, and I said, "Hey, you know, how you doing?" Whatever. She said, "Oh, did Richard see you?" And I, I was like, "No, Richard is in a chair." He can't move. He's drooling. His eye—he can only move his eyes. Did Richard? And she was like, Richard was cool. Oh, did Richard see you? I was like, No, I don't think so. Your should come. He wants to see you. Come say hi to Richard. Now Richard probably don't know me like that. Yeah. We just did some dates with him, but he's like, Hey, Marcus, I've been looking for you. Not at all. But he sit. She's sitting there. So you have to. You have to. So I go over there, and he's out of it. You know, he's gone. And he's, you know, he can't probably control his faculties or whatever. And I, I just remember his eyes looking up at me and going, motherfucker, if you don't get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> 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 but I knew it and I knew it was wrong, you know, and I didn't want to put him in that position to do that, but you got to be careful about the people you put around you now because you don't know who's going to be taking care of you later. And Mm. however you did them, because I asked an old handler of Richard's, I said, why would she do that? Why would she have him and parade him around? Well, you should see the way he treated her, Mr. King. This is payback. Mm. So, hey, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But but it was great, man. Still Richard Pryor. Still Richard Richard Pryor. Pryor. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. You know, you get to work with people like that, that's when you experience it. You know, when I first came out here to LA, you know, getting to have a chance to have a show on on Foxhole, on Sirius, and uh, you know, getting to work with Fox and you, just being in that whole energy and environment, it was like, all right, nigga, this is it. So, they take me out on the road, finally. Guy
3: Black comes to me. He's mad at me. Hold on, he mad. Who, Guy Black? Oh, he get over it. Guy Black's good. And that's all I was
0: going to say. Yeah. Keep going. Okay, you know, Guy Black is a very important person because he was mentioned in the very first episode of Did You Miss Me? Uh, when we first sit in the demo of the show, the deck, he listened to the story. Oh, you talking about being the goddamn show? <laughs> <laughs> hot. Hey, <laughs> listen to another episode after that. I want to hear it. you just talking about people. But, <laughs> so, the, for this moment that he has not been mentioned on the show again, he was hot. You he can't just be going out here making fun of me, Billy. It's my uncle. <laughs> and I told y'all, he had been in my life forever. Mm-hmm. So, he comes and tells me that y'all came up with bringing me out. We going to uh, Atlantic City. Foxhole Live. Live broadcast. All that shit. I'm hyped. We got a party. Now, I'm super stoked and excited. I don't want to fuck this up. So, Guy Black was like, hey, man. I'll be out here fucking up on the road, man. You got to be ready. I was like, man, I'm ready. So, now nah, he... Asking me about all my jokes and shit all the time, trying to just keep asking me about my materials. like I going to forget the shit. Right. I've been, been saying the shit for eight years, steady fucking with me. Get to the hotel, that's a casino. And guess my credit card? Yeah, the room hold charge is two fifty. Oh,
1: you're a young comic. Hey, ah, you're not ready for that charge. I got one
0: twenty five. On you're <laughs> not ready for that charge. So, I he keeps swiping, swipe the card. There's us be something going on with the car. You know my thing. No one thing. Hey, keep Don't talking. do
2: that goddamn
0: car. Keep, keep
2: talking, talking, man. You listen, just gotta keep talking.
0: Listen, everybody's coming over. This the this charging. Keep going on through. getting a minute. Everybody coming through. Keep Five going. Oh, What's up, man? You good? Yeah, man. So swipe it. Yeah, swipe it again. Yeah, man. So you up here, man? You know yeah. I got that. New Don't even look at that. And, <laughs> keep talking. Yeah, keep talking. So man, you ready for the show? The sound yeah. check. I'm gonna be in there. Sound check. I'm gonna see you. Speed walk through. Bill. Yeah. Yes, sir, your car is... Uh, ah, car keep it on running it. again. Keep hey, talking. Hey, so, man, well, listen. What time do you oh. press later on? Are we doing press? Okay, then. Now, what do I tell about my comps for the after party? Okay, just tell you. <laughs> all right, sir, your car. Yeah, I understand. So, it's a up. Run it again. I kept on with it. People coming up, other guests. I'm not leaving. I'm Stop. standing right there. And you and you, poised. Yeah, I'm poised. Stay poised. This has got to be the ninth time she swiped my car right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, what I'm trying to do is... I'm trying to exhaust her from wanting to do this transaction. Million! How many times has she swiped? Nine. (laughs) I greeted everybody on the tour. Claudia George, this nigga walked by. They think I'm just up there checking in. I'm wearing Ah, this clerk outfits for this. Nine swipes, she asking. Sir, well it's 225, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I know ain't but a hundred dollars. Oh my God. You already card. know what's on that card. 100 to 113, it ain't going through. That's it. But guess what you are gonna do? Keep swiping it. Swiping it. Keep swiping it. So, I'm trying to exhaust this woman from wanting to do this. Guy Black comes back downstairs. He's coming down the escalator. Hey man, uh, we need to go and get over there. I was like, all right, yeah, we, I'm gonna get over there in a minute. Hey man, no, no, we need to go right now, man. What you doing, man? What's the problem? well was well, car is not going to. Oh, come on, Billy. You gotta come, bad, on, man. Man. come on, come on, Billy. Come on, Billy. <laughs> so the way he said, "Come on, Billy," was like, "Nigga, I, you supposed to have these type of things worked out." I said, well, "This shit, give me your car, yeah, this shit. <laughs> God Black, oh, man, come on, we ain't got time for that. We ain't got time for that. And I was like, God Black, no problems. Listen, man, so in my brain, I know I just need to leave. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go do what we got to do. My bag's right here. Throw them on there. On the go do the show. Come back. I got a room. They're going to give me this room for the night over with. You got to get My, it my name is on there. Somebody gonna give me a key, and I got a, I got a way to, to get it in my brain. Right. I already thought around it. Mm-hmm. So, boom. I go to the party, have a good time. Late. Come back, it's about 2.30. I come back to the hotel, I got my bags with me. I said, fuck it, I'm going to get in this room by any means. I know it's only one thirteen on this card. This is a casino. Walk up to the counter, different person. I say, hey, swipe my card. I don't know something's happened earlier. Really. I just need to go ahead and get in my room. Oh, okay. Oh, no, it's not working. Said, run it again. Run that. Problem is ain't nobody else around to run nothing off of. Okay. You can't talk to nobody. Can't talk to nobody. Shit. So look cleaning lady walk by. Yeah. I say, Hey man, hey. Hey man, you know what? I appreciate what you did yesterday. So they walking up there, <laughs> She's looking at me. <laughs> now, they don't speak no English because they looking like, I, I appreciate what you did for my mama. Because they man, you know, you know what's going on with her. I said, man, you know, God gonna bless you for that, man. God gonna really bless you for that. Man, keep talking. Keep talking. So the man at the counter was like, what's, what What are you talking about? Why, why are you checking back in if you were here last night? Yeah, man, you know. Uh, the amputation didn't go the way that we wanted it to do. They said they was going to cut at the knee. They came up to the thigh.
3: So now,
0: my mama got all these long pants that I got to go get clipped back. Keep talking! It'll wrap up the amputation. That's horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. Why'd you have the surgery done out here in Atlanta City? I said, yeah, well, what happened was when she got her foot stuck in that conveyor belt at the grocery store. Mm, get in there. <laughs> hey, man, look, I kept... Okay, I was not going to stop. So, well, what, what's happening with your room? I said, well, I had to go and go pawn some stuff so I could put some money in my account mm. to try and get this credit over here because I got to take her to an outpatient thing tomorrow. So I'm just going to keep talking. And right. that's what I'm doing. That's so it. he's looking at me and he rides with me on the whole store. keep riding. I'm working him. Work the shit I'm out of him. working his ass. He finally says, listen, man, I, I we've run it at least six times. We." I mean, we're just not gonna keep running it. I wanna help you. Um, There's a liquor cabinet upstairs in your room. If you go up there and give me that key and bring it back down, that way you don't have access to the liquor cabinet. (laughs) I I should be able to do it and get the the hold and bring it down just so you can check in Mm -hmm. for incidentals. So, I do it. I get the key, I come back down, give it to him. I'm walking him to the desk. The guy, the front desk is telling the manager. The manager is in disbelief of the story mm. about me. Yeah, well, the guy, his mom is a double amputee. <laughs> 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 and I say, where you're asking, well, how is she getting back and back forth? And so I'm asking, I was like, oh yeah, well, we, you know, I'm just leaving her up there because it's no sense in bringing her back and down. Yeah, so she's up there. in the casino, she can't even see a game. You want somebody to get a chair or Come something? On, man. It's not good. Um, I'm I'm milking it. That's like you know, she she's having trouble eating, so she may not even wanna come out tomorrow. She just likes to see the chips when I come back to the room and if I want something or not. Like, and that's it. And uh, you know, that's just that's just what it is for me. I'm helping her live. And so the man is, is open, like like you can see his soul felt, I mean, you know, I'm to I'm gonna get you guys two breakfast coupons in the morning and go down to the buffet on this, okay? And and, and I was like, well, you know, she may not make it to the buffet, so. She make it. If she does, she does, she doesn't, she doesn't, it's cool, we'll roll it over to the next day. Gives me that. I said, so, um, maybe we can get like 20 or $30 comp for you guys to go play. I mean, most people lose the money and it's coming right back to us anyway, so we're not not losing anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can do that. Cool. What's her mom's name? I'm starting to tell him about my mom. Guy Black comes around the corner. He stands right over my shoulder. I'm still running the story. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, they took the legs off. So got black kids. Oh, man, come on. They cut her legs out? <laughs> I just talked to you, mama. <laughs> I just talked to her. Come on, Billy. Oh, what, they, she up here now? <laughs> so now it's a scene. <laughs> they cut her legs <laughs> So I just talked to, to, talk to her. <laughs> so, he freaking out. He called my daddy. <clears throat> hey, hey. Hey, they cut her legs off? <laughs> My daddy on the phone me, he, hey, man, I don't know what you're doing, man. You need to cut that bullshit out, man. You need to cut that bullshit out. That bullshit. I don't know what you're doing. All, cut that, that, bullshit. all that lying you're doing. But you got to stop all that lying, man. Got this man worried. Whose legs got cut off? So, I hang on the phone. And so this is all going on. And God Black's talking to me the whole time. You can't be saying stuff like this, man. People do stuff like art. Kind of right. So the manager's coming over. He's like, what, what do you mean? Uh, you know, I don't know. He's a comedian. He's from. I'm looking at Guy Black. I'm like, nigga, easy. Up. <laughs> so I had nothing else that I can do. They're talking. I gotta break this up some kind of way. I haul off and I push God Black. I said, man, going on, man. You need to stop bringing this shit up to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> The dude in the back is like, wait, what's going on? I said, no, man, taking them drugs to a room. I told you that ain't going to be working. Throwing it. Guy Black no. clean under the bus. <laughs> so now the nigga by the counter, the manager's like, oh, man, he's got drugs on him. I don't know. <laughs> but he could. So I'm trying to. I got to get this person by the counter on my side. This guy Black ain't with the shit. He trying to tell me I need to cut this shit out. Right. So I'm like, no, nah, man, you tripping. You going on with all them drugs and shit? My mama trying to get a life together. That's how she got her foot stuck in the conveyor belt. Anyway, so the guy's talking. About, Come on, you the reason? And now I'm, I'm trying to get out of there. Yeah, I say, God Black, leave. I give him that one. He was like, all right. The Guys talking, trying to talk to God Black. God Black's walking off. I go, go up the escalator, hit the elevator, go up to my room, I'm sitting there, I fall asleep. Knock, knock, knock at the door. Look out in the hallway, I don't see nobody. I don't see nobody. Fuck it. Knock, knock, knock. Open oh, people, look out, don't see nobody. I hear some murmuring. Open the door. It's got black. Got black short, you can't see him. In the big <laughs> <shot>. <laughs> Open the door. He said, Billy, man, you know, it's been a good night. Did a good job tonight. I want you to meet somebody. In the door, he walks in the manager. He said he wanted to come up here to see your mama. I looked him dead in the eye and I said, Did
1: you miss me? Goddamn! <laughs> Took take you him around, around the world
0: and
2: drop dropped y'all off.
1: off. Hey man, this is Did You Miss Me? I'm D-Lane. I'm Billy Zarrills. It's been a great episode, man. Thank y'all for watching. Thanks, Marcus. Marcus, thank you, man, for some great stories, bro. Gosh.
3: Can I tell one more story? You can, you I gotta do this.